Thanks for listening to the Just Hit Record podcast. If this is your first time listening, make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all the platforms that we are putting our content out on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and YouTube. You can find us at Just Hit Record Podcast. Uh, you can also email us at jhrpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or want to give suggestions. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how worship leaders are people of the presence. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's Nathan. I'm here with Caleb Ooh, Trinidad. Trinidad. D. Trinidad. Pastor can Caleb. We, can we, like, whenever you actually, like, become a dad, can we just, like, can we introduce you then as Trinidad? Like, when that actually happens? That would be incredible. Absolutely. Anyway. Um, hey, this is um, the kind of the last episode of season two. Um, we're in the process of getting our interview put together that will probably be released after when our technical like last season uh, was. Um, you know, life got crazy and uh, we were, you know, we've been trying to do this as consistently as we can. Um, you know, being starting new jobs, both of us and um, the moves and everything like that's kind of thrown um, a little bit of a wrench into our schedules and recording consistently. But we are going to complete this season well. We're gonna com- we're gonna complete the season, and that's what's important. Uh, and then we're gonna dive into some some really cool stuff in season three, um, looking at adding some different segments to the show. Um, so you know, if you have any ideas, if you're um, listening and you're like, hey, I really want to hear you guys talk about this um, or that, please let us know. We do have an email address. Uh, it's just hit record podcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can leave comments in the video below uh, because we also have a YouTube channel. Or you can message us on Instagram, um, any one of those ways, and that will help us better, uh, better serve you guys, better, you know, Focus our content on what you are wanting to listen to, talk about all that wonderful stuff. So, uh, yeah, did I miss anything? I don't think so. You pretty much okay. hit all the nails on that one. Um, uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about the topic of being people of his presence, being presence carriers. Um, and a lot of us, like we use, a lot of church lingo and that's probably one of them that kind of can get lost in translation with a lot of things being a presence carrier. What does that mean? What does it look like? How do we live that out? Um, and yeah, we're going to jump right into it. So Nathan, what does it look like to be a presence carrier? Um, so as we were kind of talking about it, thinking through it, um, you know, throughout the Old Testament, what would happen is that the Spirit of the Lord would fall upon somebody. Um, like, for example, Samson, whenever he had his moments of strength, 
it, the Holy Spirit would descend. It would say the Spirit of the Lord uh, would descend on Samson for that moment. Um, yeah. So, like when you think back to like Sunday school stuff, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, Samson was this big, strong bodybuilder." Probably not, um, because if it was based on his muscles, then like if he was super muscular, then they would have been like, "Oh, the source of his strength is the fact that he works out four times a day." Um, that's like Caleb Trinidad and you, you know, he'd look like, he looked like Caleb all swole. Um, but that wasn't the case because the power came from the spirit of the Lord. And so when we get to the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit becomes available for all people, um, that is when we really see, um, that the person becomes the temple, the person becomes the place where God's presence resides. And, um, it got me thinking about, uh, Romans chapter eight, the very beginning of it. Um, I'm reading out of the English standard version. If you're a Bible nerd and you care, um, but it talks about how, um, trying to get to where I wanted to focus it. Uh, verse five, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on the things of the spirit for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And so um, that was verses five through 11. And it's just a small bit of what it looks like to have life in the spirit. Um, right after he talks, Paul talks about that struggle of like, I want to do what's right, but I don't. And what I don't want to do, I do. Um, but he talks about that idea of if I set my, it, those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh, but those that live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. Um, and so when you're a presence carrier, when you worship, like the idea is that you're merging yourself, you're aligning yourself as um, Rick Pino talks about worship is an alignment to the principles of God. That's what you're aligning yourself to. Um, and it says that if you're, if you're in the flesh, you can't please God. If you're in the flesh, you're hostile because you're not submitting to God's law. But if we also think outside of just worship is worship music, that's not what worship really is. Worship is obedience. Worship is submission to God. That's what it is. And so right. if you can, like, if we begin to remember that being a presence carrier is submission to God's, to who God is and his laws um, and, and his commands, that is when we become true um, true presence carriers, um, based on what, like this passage says, um, for what you're, what you're trying to do. The idea, um, is that you operate with the mentality that I am carrying God's presence with me. And I wonder what that would look like if we would change our mindsets to that. Like I am not Caleb Trinidad who is operating out of Caleb Trinidad's preferences. I am not Nathan Bradbury operating out of Nathan's preferences and opinions, but I am aligning myself with the presence of God. I am setting my mind, setting, um, setting my mind on the things of the spirit because I live according to the spirit. Right. 
I love that. The Apostle Paul is probably, he's one of the people in the Bible that I, I look at and just am automatically thinking that this person is a presence carrier. Um, and early on in his ministry, um, in Acts chapter 19, it talks about him um, traveling like he does. And he's uh, coming to Ephesus. Um, and as soon as he's like on the shore, like walking into Ephesus, there's people that come up to him and that see him. And he asks them if they receive the Holy Spirit, because this is shortly after the Holy Spirit um, was poured out in the upper room. And I'm actually going to preach on that on Wednesday and just bring a different perspective of it. Um, but these people see Paul and they're running up to him and he asked if they received the Holy Spirit. And um, they said no. And they've been baptized in water and all this stuff but they haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And Paul lays his hands on them and they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, and they speak in tongues, they prophesy and all these things. There's about 12 men that he says that this happened or that Luke records um, in Acts chapter 19. Um, and skipping down a few verses in verse 11, there was so many things that Paul was doing that was miraculous, like miracles, um, he was healing people, doing all these things. And it says in verse 12, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched Paul's skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Like these are the things that happen when you're a presence carrier. And I love um, the fact that when we shift our thinking of being presence carriers of not just me, um, but Christ who lives in me. And that's another coin phrase of Paul is just like, there's, it's no longer me. It's all, all Jesus um, in me and through me. And I think another thing that I've gotten from this passage is shifting our, our minds. Yes. To not us, but Christ, the thing that makes it so special of being a presence carrier. It's not just for us to be a presence carrier. It's for other people to experience the presence that's in us, you know? Um, and I mean, these people that are coming up to Paul, um, asking him questions, all these things. And he's like, did you receive the Holy spirit? Um, their lives are being affected because of the presence that Paul is carrying. Like they receive the spirit because Paul was a host, was a temple of the Holy spirit coming up on them, you know, and even the things that he was touching, even the things that he came in contact with were drenched in the presence of the Lord because Paul is so convicted and so just so aware of God's love and his presence dwelling on the inside of him. He knows these things, like fully convinced that he is, indeed a presence carrier and it benefits the church it benefits other people it benefits the congregation when you're leading worship when you're solely fixed on his presence going wherever he goes and i i get that there's you're probably in a church where you don't like get to you know have a whole spontaneous thing and i'm not saying that spontaneous is like it and you need to get there and all this stuff. But when you're leading 
just even even a corporate song of worship, like people will begin to realize like it, it's the sound of true worship, of true like when you're in his presence, those things are what and that that's what breaks yokes. That's what sets the captives free. It's not it's not any talent, it's not any any um, gifting that you can muster up or work on. And I, I appreciate people that hone their craft and that work on excellence. And I mean, I'm about it too, but living a life that represents the Holy Spirit and that hosts the Holy Spirit, I think is so, so valuable when it comes to worship leading, when it comes to any type of ministry. Um, and just it's our calling as, as Christians um, as the body of Christ, I mean, we're supposed to live like Jesus, be like Jesus. And that only comes when we're fully submitted to the presence of the Lord and carrying his presence with us wherever we go. Um, so yeah, I think that is so special. Um, the apostle Paul is just my guy when it comes to like, I'll read things about him and his ministry and it just gets me going because it's just like, man, he walked with, the spirit day in and day out, every single step. Um, he would even not go places because he felt the spirit leading him this way. You know, um, he just walked super close with the Holy Spirit. And I think that is so needed, especially in today's society with um, worship leading and with um, church leadership when it's like the cool thing to do nowadays. Um, and I, I told my mom this uh, the other day on the phone. Um, I, I just don't like, um, coming into ministry now in, in this day and age because it looks cool. Um, I just don't want people to think that I'm doing it because it's cool. And I mean, I love my job. I love it. Um, but there's a greater reason than it just being cool. There's a greater reason to lead worship than it just being cool. I mean, there's a, there's a definite need, an evident need um, in the world today of his spirit. And we're the ones that are the gatekeepers. We're the ones um, that are the pillars um, holding this thing together. And we, we have a choice to either be presence carriers and and soak in his presence and then pour it out or we can hold on to the things, hold on to the platform, hold on to the microphone, hold on to this um, persona of just being a good person because you're in ministry. You know, there's a definite need and, and longing for the spirit when you're in this thing, when you're leading worship and all these things. So um, that's my two cents when it comes to being a presence carrier. I'm all about all about his presence. And I used to always just think, man, you're not a presence carrier. You're not um, uh, whatever. If you're not spending hours and hours in, in the presence of the Lord or like devotion or whatever. And I mean, it does, it's not really like that. Honestly, if you're, if you're mindful of him in your life, of him doing this thing with you, are you doing this life with him? Um, I think that changes the game when it comes to uh, spending hours and hours in his presence or just, I don't know, being mindful of him in this with you is, is something so valuable also. Um, 
in regards to being a presence carrier. So again, those are my two cents and yeah, yeah. there you go. You're welcome. I'll send you an invoice yeah. later. Anyways, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No. And, um, you know, you mentioned about like, um, people honing their craft. Um, and sometimes we focus more on that cause I'm, I'm more on that line of like, you know, if it, I don't want ever, I don't ever want my sound to keep somebody from engaging and, but all, anointing doesn't trump excellence and excellence doesn't trump anointing. I'm, I'll, I'll eventually like whittle that to where it's actually both the same, uh, starts with the same letter, but like, the the anointing of God does not cancel, does not supersede the fact that you also need to be doing your best. Um, and doing your best does not supersede having an anointing on your life. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're anointed, like sometimes I think we kind of are like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it doesn't sound that great, but um, well, she th- like they're anointed. She's anointed. He's anointed. Like that's what's important is, um, you know, it could sound like it could be so distracting. It could be um, all over the place. And we say that they're anointed. But there's not that balance on the, uh, you know, in the same regard. But then at the same time, you have people that can play really, really well. Um, But there's nothing like nothing happens. There's no. Like when people, when, when we engage the presence of God, there should be a change, you know, um, nowadays we don't die when we enter the, enter God's presence because Jesus has already like fulfilled the sacrifice, but like, we still should leave differently. There should still be something about us that changes. And when we show up and, you know, the music sounds great, but there's no actual life change that, that can that that's concerning. Um, and I think you mentioned about how, um, you know, it's cool to be in ministry now. Um, this past Sunday, um, we had, a our, our lead pastor talked about out of Philippians chapter one towards the very end. And it's, you know, yeah, verse 21 for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Um, and Paul struggles with this, like, I'm ready to, um, geez, that scared me. Somebody's, somebody's door fell. Um, the, I'm hard pressed because I, I want to depart and be with Jesus for that's far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Yeah. Convinced of this. I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith so that in me, you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Like Paul is saying that it doesn't really matter if I want certain things. Like I, I want to go be with Jesus, but I want to make sure that I'm doing what I'm doing so that you can, in, you can experience Jesus. Not because there's something special about him, but more like he understood what his purpose was. And right. I think so often we're so concerned that we think our purpose is to get the glory. Like we're to, they, we think that, oh, you can have ample cause to glory in, in me, in the worship leader. And really it's so that you can, you, these people that you're ministering to can, can glory in Jesus. Um, and that really when we're a presence carrier, we recognize the fact that like, man, I'd rather be with Jesus. I'd rather be with Jesus, but 
I'm willing to give it up if it means um, that I get to experience him. Like, and you get to experience him. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. lots of good stuff. Um, you got any other any other final thoughts? Other than the charge to just go after it. I mean, you don't have to have a perfectly packaged life to just go after his presence. You can just, I mean, like you said, the sacrifice was fulfilled. You can go after it now. And if you hear this um, or listening to this, man, like we said, like excellence is needed. And I mean, you need to give your best. Like God wants your best offering. And I never want to get to a point where I'm giving the Lord something that doesn't cost me anything. I want to be giving him my everything. Um, but going after his presence is is really the key to it all. Um, like that's where he reveals to you the things that maybe you need to sacrifice in your life or maybe that you need to start doing, you know, um, tapping into his presence will just, I mean, it'll, it'll take you to another level when it comes to leading, when it comes to writing, when it comes to doing, you know, everything in your life. So, um, that's my charge other than the final charge that we give at the end of every episode, um, go after his presence, but then also, like, let that be the driving force of hitting record. Just, just hitting record. Just letting the sound that's in your heart, that's in your soul, letting it loose, and all these things. You never know what'll happen when you just hit record. Um, we push that, but man, I think it's super deep when when you start to think about it. Um, and I mean, that's me and Nathan's heart is just living a life and, and, you know, in his living a life in his presence with his presence and then just, just letting it flow, just letting it, letting it go and seeing what God does in it and through it. So just hit record. Um, we will see you guys in the next episode, episode eight. It's going to be a great one. You do not want to miss it. Um, if you're not already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, hit follow on all our platforms so you don't miss out on what's to come. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in, all these things. So we will hop on here later and go after it. See you guys. See ya.